Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode with the Salad with Sam show. Happy Diwali, folks. Today is Monday, October the 24th of 2022. I hope you all had an epic, epic weekend. I hope you're all keeping well, keeping healthy, keeping safe, keeping happy, and most importantly, enjoying every single day that you get in this world. The time is now. The time is absolutely phenomenal. There is no tomorrow. There is no day after tomorrow. There's only one time, and that is now. So make the most of it. Opportunities that you get today may not be there tomorrow. The things that you can buy right now may not be there tomorrow. The people that you can talk to today may not be there tomorrow. So make the most of it. My weekend was good. We had a small Diwali get-together at home. For those of you that don't know, Diwali is a festival of lights celebrated by Hindus and Indians. Uh, and it is a festival in which, you know, we, we light up little oil lamps in our home. We have fireworks. Uh, we exchange sweets. Indians love to eat sweets, and they are absolutely bomb. So if you ever get a chance to eat some Indian sweets, I highly, highly recommend that you give it a shot because they're absolutely amazing. They're sweet, filled with sugar, and despite the fact that they're not healthy for you, they are filled with tremendous amount of love and blessings that will make you smile from cheek to cheek. So uh, I ended up uploading my Friday's podcast a little bit late, but I hope you all had a chance to listen to that one. It is up now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, I think Google Podcasts as well. Uh, today, I'm wanting to combine really talk about need, needs and wants. And a big reason why this, this topic has come up is because, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and I listen to people and I watch the news and, I, and I'm on social media and I see, you know, that there's a lot of people who are complaining about the fact that, you know, there's not, you can't buy a house, there's, home ownership is impossible and, you know, it's everything's so expensive, it's impossible to buy a property, whether it's a house or a condo, whatever, right? And and then there's also this whole idea that, you know, things are becoming unaffordable. And yes, to a certain extent, that's right. You know, when you look at the cost of a new car, it's probably higher than what it was, what it was before. When you're looking at the, the cost of a new house, it's probably more than what it was before. Overall, yes, the cost of living has increased. I I will for sure not deny that because I've had that experience as well. But then when you think about it, really, has the cost of things really gone up? You know, when when I look at... So my perspective is slightly different. And the reason that I want to share and, and really discuss this whole idea of needs and wants is because I think we are... Cons- are are confusing the two. We're we're confusing what is our need and we're confusing what is our want. And I do blame what the media has done to us as a generation to a big extent because they have essentially impacted us in a way by making us realize that what was initially a want is now a need. Right? Home ownership is, yes, it's important. It is important to be able to live in a place. I understand that. But then when you come out and say that home ownership means being able to buy a house, 
which is like a house with stairs or a townhouse or a detached house or a piece of land, whatever. That is slightly... Um, I, I think it's an un, unreasonable assessment to say that that is what homeownership is. I do believe that owning where you live is is important. And to really, you know, understand what the problem is, we have to see that, you know, yes, there's a lot of people who are moving to an area here like Toronto, Ontario, or GTA, or even on the outskirts, right? Scarborough, Pickering, Oshawa, Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge, Hamilton, Guelph, um, Niagara Falls, London. These are all areas which are attracting a lot of people. Now, if you were to say that homeownership, like back in the day, you know, when, when it was like the 1980s or whatever, when they had large plots of land, when they had a lot of grass, they had a backyard, you know, they had a white picketed fence, the family dog and all these things, that is going to be very hard to replicate in t- t- today's day and age when the number of people who are living in the same area of land has gone way way high you know so naturally what has happened is builders have decided to build upwards because it makes more sense because you end up using the same amount of area on on a 2d basis on on the land but you're able to add maybe 100 200 300 maybe a thousand units upwards which is phenomenal because now you can actually accommodate all the people who are moving here and so that has become the investment that has become the modern day home. And what I say is that it no, it is it is not a bad investment. Neither is it expensive because you are getting to live in a location where, you know, where you have access to amenities, you have access to essentially everything that you could want within a few minutes or even like transit hubs. And to to think that homeownership simply and in a single pointed way means owning a detached house on a piece of land, unfortunately, that is not going to be possible for everyone. That's not going to be possible for everyone unless you're making a lot of money. But that also doesn't mean that it's unaffordable. It is affordable if you move out of town. It is affordable if you move to a suburb. It is is affordable if you move out to a rural area, you know, because the land there is far, far bigger and you get a bigger lot you get all the all the amenities you get you know maybe a well where you can get water from maybe you're living near a lake who knows right but then that's where you know we have to really understand what is a need and what is a want it is a need to be able to have shelter but it is a want to be able to say that hey i own a piece of land it it is a want to say that i want to have a backyard i want to have a detached house. I want to have a townhouse. When you look at needs, most people can do very, very well living in, in a condo all their lives and just paying down that mortgage and saving all the access and investing it in, into other investment classes, whether it's a business or stocks or metals or whatever. But then when, when you know, what is a need versus what is a want? A need is something that you absolutely need to survive now, when you're going to say that I need to get from point A to point B for work, then what you're addressing is this issue of a lack of mobility. And for that, you need to have a vehicle that can get you there. Now, if you're in a city, that vehicle could be a bicycle. That could be as simple as a, you know, a two-wheeler bicycle from Walmart that costs 150 bucks, or it could be the same you know, means of transport, a bicycle, 
that costs 1,500 bucks, right? So that's where you have to un understand what is the need and what is the want. If it's just addressing the need, then go for the bike. Then go for the bike from Walmart that's going to also get you from point A to point B. But if it's a want, then understand that you are going to be spending more. You do not have the right to complain that the wants are more expensive because that's what exactly a want is. The want is there to have you spend more money to get the same function out of the thing that you are buying. There's nothing wrong with having a bike that's $150 from Walmart. There's, there's nothing wrong with having either of the goods. But of course, understand that the cost and, and the liability of one is far, far higher. Now, if you need a computer, you know, yes, you can say, I need to have a computer that has all these features, the, these amenities, this, uh, this hard drive, this RAM, whatever the features are. And you can end up going and buying a simple Windows computer that's going to last you a long time. Or you can say, hey, I want to have an Apple logo on my computer. So I'm going to go and spend two times that amount and I'm going to go and buy an Apple computer. The same way with housing, you can say, I need to live in a place like, I don't know, uh, Mississauga, right? Which is a city outside Toronto core downtown. You can say, hey, I need to live there. Now, I can, I need to be located in that city so I can choose whether I want to live in a condo, a house, whatever. Based on my budget, I, I can afford a condo, so I want to go and live in a condo. But, but if you're going to say that I want to live in, in, in the city of Misaka, but I want to have a house, of course, that's going to be a, unaffordable. But now, that doesn't give you the right to go and complain and say, hey, th things are expensive because you are choosing to want to live in a house when, when your means can easily be met and your needs can easily be, be met living in a condo. Yes, you know, for, for people that want more, there's never going to be enough. There's never going to be enough. You know, when you look at mobility and cars, see, people are, are gullible. People easily get sold marketing and advertising. They get brainwashed into wanting things, but they don't understand that there are needs. Their needs are more important than their wants. The issue happens, and the concern for me, really, personally, is when the wants end up becoming such a big liability that it steals from your happiness, it causes you stress, it, it, it affects your health, it causes you know, hurtful relationships, it causes you know, uh, issues in the home, that's that's the big big issue that I have because I'll be honest with you a family of three can live very happily in a simple condo whether their home income is 150 200 you know collective that's maybe on the higher side but even if you go like lower to uh 120 130k like even that you know there's so many homes that are available on the market right now for less than 500,000 and they're very affordable they're very affordable housing for a person that has a need to have a place to stay that they can own. You still get the pride of home ownership. Yes, you may not have a backyard, but do you need a backyard? Right? Always ask yourself this. Do I need this? Do I want this? When you go and buy a car, you know, do I need to go and buy a brand new car when right when, off, when I drive off the lot, it's going to lose like 20 to 30% of its value? Or would I be just better off buying you know, a three-year-old car that still runs, it has decent mileage, and it's going to be reliable for the next 
150, 200,000 kilometers. You got to ask yourself all, all these questions. Like, I'm l- listening to a really good book by Thomas Stanley right now. It's called uh, The Millionaire Next Door. And I highly recommend everyone to read or listen to this book because it it it, it highlights, you know, why there is this 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 propensity for people who are earning high incomes um who who came from very simple modest backgrounds and they're earning high incomes now to be to be huge spenders and they think you know that credit cards are like free money but they're not they're not it just adds more and more to your liability column whereas those who are smart and those who are frugal and those who are cheap and those who are who who really think about what they're buying who are living well below their means they are far wealthier you know when i when i think of all these things i think of a very simple example that you can have a person living in on the outskirts of gta toronto paying or earning 50k annually net and being extremely poor because they are trying to keep up with the Joneses with the newest car, newest handbag, newest phone, all these things, versus someone who is earning 50K out in, you know, Guelph or Kitchener or maybe a different city like even Ottawa where where they're, they're not trying to keep up with, with the Joneses. They're just living a simple, humble life. They go, they buy their groceries from a simple grocery store, no like Whole Foods, no expensive shopping, none of that stuff just living a simple life and they're saving money at the at the end end of the day and they're able to sustain their life for a long long time they have enough money saved up for the rainy day they they travel uh multiple times in a year maybe they have a small business a, uh, a few small investments here and there and they're happy right so so to address this this whole concern that i have with like needs and wants we really have to boil down to why why are we wanting so much stuff why are we wanting all these things i don't say that you know you should just kill all your desires but like wanting meaningful things is so important because wanting everything is so easy it's so easy to just watch an ad or watch a keynote from apple or google and be like hey I i want the newest iphone i want the newest watch I want the newest computer. I want the newest iPad, the tablet. I want this this nice new car. I want all these shiny new objects. But it takes immense willpower and and restraint to say no. No. Right now my goal is to I don't know, earn and save $20,000 this year or my goal is to to buy an investment property or my goal is to uh you know buy that bar of gold or maybe it's you know to buy one ounce of uh, silver maybe it's 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 the small goals that are going to pay off in the long run because you know whether you like it or not investments are the thing that's going to make you rich buying you know the latest iphone is not going to make you more money unless you have like a five six year old iphone which is like very very outdated then yes you know i'd say go for it but again why why do i say that it's because you have you you may have bought a phone you may have bought a phone like 6 years ago that you're, you're still using that you've pushed to its maximum and now it's like so slow that it's actually hindering your progress and now you say okay fine that's a wor- wor- worthwhile expense but if you you just bought a phone like last year or or last last year there's no need to upgrade there's no need to do all these things right 
But no, but no, the media tells you, hey, if you don't have the latest and greatest stuff, you're not cool. You're not going to fit in with us. You're not going to be one of us. And you know what? The media loves to sell you. They love to sell you all these celebrity celebrity tactics like, oh, get this handbag or drive this car, wear this watch, wear this fancy-ass thing. Be so cool. Like, you're going to be one of us. Ooh, you're so nice. You're so posh. You're so hep. Like, that's what they want to sell you on. Again, they're selling you on the image. They're selling you on the image. You know, a person that's earning $100,000 buying a $50 watch is, is smart. Whereas a person earning the same $100,000 buying a $20,000 watch is insane. It's absolutely insane. Not that everyone does, but you know, you have to... You have to look at it as as if, like, what do you really need, right? And and I'll give you a really good example. So when I was working out west in California, I was truly, you know, in. I was in with that whole way things run, the jam of, you know, earning a lot of money, wanting to spend and buy these cool things, cool technological toys, um, wearing the latest and greatest, having the newest iPhones, uh, wearing the newest watch. And and I remember like when I bought m- my first Apple Watch, this was the very first Apple Watch that I'd ever gotten. And I, I still have it and it still works. And I remember like spending, I think it was like four or 500 bucks on the watch. And I, was, and I was so happy when I got it. But then after a while, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Like, like last year when I began to like really learn about how the wealthy get wealthy and i saw that hey uh, i think i overspent on the watch like i was like what the hell am i doing uh i sort of stepped back and i looked at you know what am i getting out of it what am i getting out of it okay other than showing the time and maybe maybe a few health features here and there which is used like once in a while there was no as such utility in my life for this watch and i spent 600 bucks on it like that made no sense to me at all. So here's here's what I did. I said, I'm I'm gonna look at things from a very practical sense, from a very utilitarian sense. Like, what am I actually buying? Okay, every year I've I've had urges. I've had urges to go and buy a new car. I've had urges to go and buy a new laptop. I've had these 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 um, you know, when I see others having the latest and greatest stuff, I also genuinely feel like going and buying stuff. I really do. But then I go to the store and I, and I look at things and then I question myself, do I really need this? Or, or is it just another one of those, those like egoic wants that I'm sort of trying to fulfill? And I walk out of the store and I'm just like, you know what? It's fine. I can live without it. Like my laptop right now is, is about eight years old almost. I haven't upgraded it. I haven't bought the latest and greatest. It's it's still working. It's, it's it's still doing the job, and that's important, right? I bought a laptop back in, I think it was 2010, before I went to university. I still have it. It's still working. I've made repairs on it. I've 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 made upgrades on it. I've you know put in an SSD and stuff, and I've and I've improved it. So I've actually added value to it by using it for the last 13 years. And the same thing goes for you guys. Like, you know, when, when you go out and, and see something, you know, think about it. Will it last you, like, 
from a use perspective, will, will it be used for a year? Will it be used for five years? Will it be used for t 10 years? Or, or will it be used for a lifetime? Because think about it this way. If you go and buy a laptop this year for, let's say, as an example, a thousand bucks, and next year you want to upgrade your laptop to the newest one also for a thousand bucks, but you, you have to sell this one for, mm, I don't know, 800, 850 bucks, then you essentially lost 150 bucks, right? Whereas if you buy a laptop right now for a thousand bucks and you keep it for the next, I don't know, five years or 10 years, you're going to break down that cost over such a long period of time that even if you sell it at the very end of its life for 200 bucks, 300 bucks, it's not going to hurt because you're going to be like, oh man, I've had it for 10 years. At this point, even if I get like 100 bucks, I'll be happy with that. That's a different mindset. Very, very different mindset, right? It's, it's, it's how do I prolong the life of the things that I already have? Because then they essentially end up becoming assets. And, and if I can do that, how can I do that? And how can I make sure its value is retained? And so that goes back to the idea of how do I choose items that I'm buying right now such that they're going to hold value over the long term. And this morning, I was actually listening to a podcast from Robert Kiyosaki. It was about uh, buying silver. And he talks about how silver is the most undervalued asset right now. You know, because gold is at, what, uh, roughly 2000 bucks an ounce. Silver is at maybe 20 30 bucks an ounce. Uh, and real estate, of course, is is dropping as well as getting more more affordable. And of course, you know, if you buy real estate, then it gives you more chances to borrow against it. Not that you should, but it opens up that door for investments down the line. And and so when I look at silver, I think, hey, you know what? If you have like 30 bucks just lying around, go and buy one ounce of silver. Start there, right? It is an asset. It is an asset. Why? Because it's going to hold value. Okay, it's going to hold value and, it, and it's always going to have utility, either as an industrial metal or a means of trade, or or means of bartering, bartering, right? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like when when I go and buy a, a watch for thirty doc, thirty dollars online, I don't care if it's gonna break in a year, right? I didn't pay that much for it, but of course I will take care of it. I will take care of it and make sure you know it is taken care of. The battery's maintained. It's gonna last me you know the next twenty thirty years, hopefully. And, and that's how I know I'm going to like milk the hell out of it and, and extract the most value out of it. So you're actually better off buying, you know, older things, um, used things even. Sometimes even secondhand cars can be some of the best investments that you can make because you're not buying a new car that's going to lose 30% of its value and you're actually going and buying a car that's already lost that, that, that uh, percentage and you're buying it at a, at a lower rate. Even if it's like a year or two old, who who cares at that point? Who cares? You know, do your friends care that you bought a three-year-old car versus a one-year-old car? Do they care about that? And if they do, please go find some friends. P please go find some actually good friends because that's not real. That's not real. Like real good friends are going to love you and care for you regardless of what, what car you drive, what phone you have, what food you eat, what you wear any of that bullshit.
And last point to this, to add to this, is that you know the media is going. The media's job is to sell you shit. The media's job is to sell you either fear, to sell you a feeling of inadequacy, to remind you that hey, you cannot afford this, or hey, you don't have this, so you you need to have it. They're going to sell you a feeling of of you know like you're missing out, FOMO. They're going to sell you that. They're going to make you feel like you know if you don't have x product in in your uh closet or in your driveway or on your hand or on your body then you're not one of them and to that i say you know what fuck them let them go to whatever the hell they want let them go to hell and die if they want to but if you're smart you're not going to listen to them you're not going to fall for that bullshit because that's what they want that's what they want they want you to buy. They want you to. They want you to go broke. They want you to get into more debt. They want you to feel more stressed. They want you to feel more sick. They want that from you. But if you're so weak that you're going to give them that level of control to be dictating again your life and your your buying decisions, then you're nothing but a sheep and a puppet to their control and their command. Guys, when I kick this thing off, I told you we're going to be addressing difficult topics we're going to be having the difficult conversation and we're going to be honest because that's important we need to be honest with each other live simple live simple live humbly try it for one thing try it for something else you know the more you do it the more you will become immune to marketing you'll become immune to people approaching you and selling you shit you you'll become immune to people you know running ads and you being like oh my god this frenzy oh i gotta get this you're gonna be like you're gonna be so um you know neutral that nothing's gonna have an impact on you and that's gonna make you far more resilient sorry about that i i just dropped my microphone sorry so yeah that's gonna make you far more resilient and able to handle you know the ups and downs that are happening out in media like even right now i watch the news and i really don't buy into it i'm I'm just like so neutral. I'm just like I don't I don't care anymore. They can say whatever the hell they want. But now that I've seen past the the charade, I I get it. I get what they're trying to do. And it doesn't work on me anymore. So, do you want to be someone that gets pushed around by the media? Do you, do you want to end up becoming someone that is, you know, whose whose um bank balance and amount of debt is all dictated by the marketing companies or do you want to become someone that has absolute control over their wallet their emotions their behavior their actions because that's that's true power and that's freedom that's freedom because you're not a slave to the marketing geniuses out there and trust me dude they know they know what they know what sells they know what gets your attention they know how to make ads facebook twitter instagram they're all made based on people who have done so much research on how the mind works they know what grabs your attention they know how to bring you back there they know how attention how attentive you are they know all that shit so don't give them that that level of control do not cuz you're worth far more your time your money your effort is worth far more than anything else and always always ask yourself do i need this or is this just me wanting something and if i'm wanting this what what am i really trying to do with this is this something inside me that is 
that is a void? Am I, am I missing something in my life? Am I trying to fill a hole in my life that I need to sort of make up for? Do I feel like I'm not good enough? You know, we're going to, again, the more we, we talk about these things, we're going to eventually come to the point of understanding that there are insecurities involved with all these things. And the media knows that. They know that you're insecure. They know that you, you may feel like you're insecure and they know what they're playing to. They know it because you know what? That's how they they make their their ads and their marketing is to remind you that hey, you know you're so inadequate. You need this in your life to feel whole. You need this in your life to feel whole. And the more I woke up, the more I looked around, the more I read into it, the more I understood how it all works. The more I began to ignore it, the more I began to just you know avoid it and and just become my own being. Because you know what, my wholeness is my life, and my wholeness is not dictated by what they think. It is based on what I think and what I believe about myself. That's why we're going to have a massive movement. There is a movement in the world going on right now where where people are taking back control of their earnings, their their money, their finances, their health, their life, their relationships, their children, their safety, their well being, their independence. That's what we do here. That's what we do in this podcast. We we open people's eyes. We wake people up to realize what is happening around them and to understand that they are capable of taking back control of every aspect of their life, of their health, of their wealth, of their life, of their liberty, and of their happiness. And I hope this was of value to you. And I hope you enjoyed this because I sure did. Again, today we covered the difference between needs and wants and how we can overcome the urges that we get on a daily basis and the prompts that we get from external sources like the media to buy and make these impulse buying or purchasing decisions and how to really overcome that. And there is really good books, one of them, of course, being The Millionaire Next Door. Um, Then there is a bunch of books by Thomas J. Stanley, which are all extremely, extremely well-written, great reads and great listens to, listens. And, you know, I am just here because I want you to be wealthy. I want you to be free. I want you to be independent. And I, and I want you to think big. I want you to think big because, you know what, the media is there and it's only going to make you think small. It's Again, it's only going to make you think of yourself as being inadequate. But I'm here. I'm reminding you that you are already adequate you are whole enough you have everything that you ever wanted and ever need you just have to get it you just have to you just have to find it within you and as 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 cliche as it sounds it's true you don't need anything you don't need any external validation from no one no one you already are you are a great human being you are you know born in the image of god you are a great person you are a great human being you are here you are now and there's so much you can do. So why don't you go do it? Guys, once again, Diwali is a festival of lights. A festival of lights in which the light overcomes darkness, in which ignorance is, is overcome by clarity, in which we as human beings rise and light the flame up within ourselves, within our souls, to become truly amazing firecrackers who are going to blow up and do amazing things and make this world an ecstatic place. So if you have any questions, 
any suggestions, any advice, or you want anything from me, a list of books, list of podcasts, resources, anything that you may need, please message me. Please ask me, and I'll be happy to share that with you. And for everyone else, have a great day. Have a great Diwali. Have a great week ahead, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so very much. I love you, and please light that fire up inside you, and let's get after it, guys. Let's get after it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.